Welcome to another episode of the Border Culture Soccer Podcast. Soccer Podcast for us, by us. Talk about intersection of black culture and soccer. Got your boy here, Grego, here. We are back and better than ever. We got Team Chocolate up in here. <laughs> Again, it's me, Grego, here. With me tonight is a very tired, very stressed yogi from Walking 90, River City. <laughs> um, it, it took us about a week for us to get this episode up because, I mean, hey, last time we were we recorded, Henny Derby was, that was before the Henny Derby. After the Henny Derby, you know, we needed, we needed a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's usually how it goes. Like, it's like, I have to remember, I think, I think the reason why they put the Henny Derby where it was, because I think Father's Day was that Sunday, and I'm so glad it was, because I think I slept the entire day. You ain't even, even got no kids, man. Like, you you, you ain't even, you didn't even go for the cake. Yeah, my body didn't know that. <laughs> I, I think... I think I fell asleep doing like an F1 race and a mat and whatever golf tournament was on, and I was just mm-hmm. knocked out, like gone. That's how I'm a record. I think. Oh no, Sunday. Sunday it didn't rain. Like Monday and Tuesday up there it rained, and I was just like, okay, like, like I guess the 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 gods that that everybody prays to said, hey, <laughs> in Henny Derby, we good. But once this shit like because it rained on Friday too. And then Monday and Tuesday it rained. I was like, "Dog, like yeah, this is this is this wild." But hey, at least at least it was good. It was nice. And we'll take that, man. Like you know, the Derby was uh was, was amazing, man. But yeah, but how, how you doing, man? I thought of that, man. I'm good, man. Um, <clears throat> I think we're like in the silly season of uh, Euro fans like questioning every transfer. So my phone is like blowing up every five minutes. From like yeah, Twitter, yeah. like, oh, what is Man United gonna do? What is Man United gonna do? Can we get an owner first? I, I mean, like, we, we talked about this during the last episode. Like, like what? Like until we until that gets squared away, what the fuck? And then it, it still sounds like the Glazers are bullshitting. So we're still in the middle of what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, I think I think when I last checked it, I think like the the Athletic said that pretty much even if we get new orders like tomorrow. Like, no budget will be put in place to after the transfer window. So even if we get new orders now, that's fine. That as long as long as we can, long as we can make make. I don't think we need a whole lot of money to make the moves that we need to make for this. No, for this we don't. We don't need a lot. We don't need. We don't need to start spending like a half a billy, billy just because. But you know, at least let's get that settled so that way we don't have to start. You know, keep stressing as far as these bum ass glazers and. And, yeah, no. And, but and, and, I, I do think that. that is impacting a lot of because this squad is like stuck at a crossroads. Like, there's two ways yeah. you can go with every transfer. Because um, uh, who did the video? Tifo did a really good video. Go watch their sensible transfers videos. They do mm-hmm. one of like every big club. Um, but the guy was saying pretty much like United's at a crossroads. Like, if they decide to go for the 28 and up. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're winning the long-term battle, like the short-term battle, but long-term, like those guys are going to be aged out and you're going to need more money to replace them. Mm-hmm. So do you want to win short-term or, short-term or on the flip side? All right, go get some like 23, 24, 22-year-old guys, bring them in. Yeah, mm-hmm. results are going to be there. Trophies aren't going to be there maybe the first two, three years. But I don't by know. the time I think- they turn 26, the idea is... 
Yeah. Well, yeah, I think we talked about it. We talked about it during the last episode, as far as um, with Tyler Adams, like you know, somebody that you can you know groom, you know, mm-hmm. to you know eventually replace a guy like Casemiro. And by the time the Casemiro moves on, he, Tyler Adams is still twenty six, and he's yeah. you know, and you got him for like the next six seven years after that. So it's it's one of those things where you know. Like you said, like it, it really depends on which way we go, but it's like we need to at least be able to make a step forward and say, hey, let's we we at least have this squared away. Let's go ahead and start, you know, putting a piece together. Cause I mean, all this considered, I mean, this past season was a solid season, you know, mm-hmm. winning League Cup, making the FA Cup final, making top four. This was this was a, a very good first step under Tin Hog. Now it's a matter of okay, like we need to go now that we know where we are. We need, to, we need to go ahead and say, okay, this is where you want to be for the next two, three years. So that way, you know, the we actually are able to challenge a team like Man City or even uh, Arsenal with the with the moves that they're making now. Like that's that's where we are. But you know, we'll we'll, we'll get into that in, in, in quite a bit because yeah, the the transfer moves. I mean, it's, it's silly season. It's, you know, it's, it's the best time of the year. But um, yeah. thank you guys for. Catching back up with your favorite podcast apps: Apple Podcasts, Google Google Podcasts, Apple. Uh, why, why am I am I am tripping, man? First of all, for sorry to everyone that's not a United fan that had to listen to like the first five minutes of that. Sorry. You know what? Y'all are all right. <laughs> Y'all, you know what? Because I mean, do you really want to talk about Chelsea? I mean, do you really do you really want to talk about Spurs? I mean, even 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 Real can Madrid. It's like, can like, I tell you something? What's I'm low key like. Invested in Spurs this year because I'm interested to see how Postecoglou does at Spurs, and I'm really wanting to see if they're going to give him the keys to really rebuild and revamp as well. Because that squad, honestly, it needed to be rebuilt after that Champions League final. Yeah, I mean that, you know, it, that was like, like four years ago now. Like, yeah, like that's the thing. Like, we're talking they've they've, they've they've needed to be replenished for a minute, and they never do, and that's the thing that until until they decide that hey we want to be a, a serious big boy team and you know actually let Harry Kane go uh, you're 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 kind of stuck in just this uh, like hey we're, we might make top four we 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 could we might make that fourth place or we might be like eighth place and you know just hope for the best so I'm, I might say something that's controversial and I'm pretty sure there's some Spurs fans that listen to this so let me know if I'm right or wrong on it I don't think if you're Spurs, I don't think you push Kane out the door and be like, all right, we need you out so we can rebuild. I don't think you do that because I think that's dumb. I think what needs to happen there especially is you tell Kane, like, hey, look, we want you to stay pretty much. Make him believe in his head and make him feel like he's going to be Alistair 2.0, right? Like the Premier League goals record, you can stay here. I hear that. I hear that. You I hear that. All this stuff, right? But you mm-hmm. don't initiate. It's almost like what Ten Hog did with Harry Maguire last night, where it was, I'm not going to force you out the door, right? I'm going to make you see, I'm going to make you feel comfortable here. And if you decide to leave, then hey, you decide to leave. It's not like I pushed you out. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think the thing with Spurs and I think they are a seriously big club. I just think the thing with Spurs is, is very much like it's, in their head, they're almost like they're like the Clippers. 
where it was like everyone was expecting them to take that next step and they was like okay we can do it we got people mm-hmm. that want to come here mm-hmm. we got the money let's go ahead and try it and stadium yeah, but the thing is, like, you go from Pochettino style, which is very intense, hot up the field, to Mourinho. Then you go to Nuno. Then you bring in Antonio Conte. You bring in, like, a lot of short-term defensive managers who... But that's the thing. No like, they, 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 they think that just bringing in a new manager yeah. is is going to be the answer. And it's like, no, like, like, if you don't invest in your roster, two things happen. One, people get complacent, and then Second, you you risk not not progressing as as a team because you see, like the thing about soccer in general is that things like form is fluid. It's super fluid, and the same team that might look like world beaters, you know, six or eight months ago can suddenly look like trash you know a year from now i mean like shit take um take uh lester who who went from i think fifth place last year to relegate in hey, one year I, I made a comment on twitter i don't think anyone ever caught it but it's pretty much one of my biggest what ifs like you remember the 2020 season where we beat them on the last day to get in the champions league mm-hmm. what if you flip it what if united misses out on champions league that year they're stuck in Europa League again, mm-hmm. right? Go through all that stuff. But Leicester goes to Champions League. The recruitment is a way a lot different. Yeah. That team is probably now in Europe three years in a row. Like, it, yeah. it's. I mean, it, like, it, 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 it changes a whole like, lot right away. Like, and and it's, it's one of those things where if you're. Again, if you're if, if you're not keeping a close enough eye on where your roster is and where, uh, you know, where like yeah, you're being realistic as far as like where you are compared to everybody else because of course everybody else is trying is trying to improve weekly, daily, monthly, everything, and when you're not putting in the necessary resources to replenish your your squad, eventually, you know. One, like I said, either people get get complacent, or you you just watch teams pass you by, and that's basically what's happened here. Where you've seen you see Newcastle pa- um, pass them out, out of nowhere. Of course, they got new owners, so they they, they have, shit. They haven't even really spent any money lately. Yeah, oh, like that. Honestly, yet. their recruitment is like brilliant. Like they're taking you, yeah. they're doing a mixture of like Chelsea slash Man City, where it's like we know we got a lot of money. We're going to buy the places we need them to, but we're going to buy, like, guys that are here to build us, to make us competitive Champions League Cup for the next three years. Then the next three years is competitive Premier League team that can win the title. Then it's like that. I mean, the thing there is that, and I remember when when Man City went through their takeover and, like, they were getting guys like uh, Adebayor, Samir Nasri, Urbino, um, like... They weren't spending super high, but at the same time, they were getting guys that like two or three years before then they would have would have never sniffed their way at all. Yeah, no. and and they, and, they, and they knew that hey, like we gotta we gotta build this up to where once we are consistently a Champions League team, then we can start going after the top players in the world while they're in their prime and not just looking for a quick a quick bag real quick, and and um we can really start. 
to the push ourselves as far as where we are. And of course, of course, it took a hot minute, but uh, it eventually did lead to a, a Champions League. But I think it with the same thing with the same thing with Newcastle, like they already had a half decent team, and they actually did invest in a very good coach, and. And now it's just a matter of okay, like we got Champions League um, this this coming year, so we definitely need to br- um, bring in some more depth. And then from there, it's like okay, let's see, we get Champions League again, we get Champions League another year. They said hopefully, like in another two or three years, we might be cha- challenging Man City for the Premier League. And then from there, they're like okay, now we're good. Keep in mind, there <clears throat> they still got to fix up Newcastle. <laughs> Because Newcastle isn't exactly the sexiest city in the world. So, you know, this, mean, this, is de- this is definitely a process. <laughs> I mean, Manchester either from what we're hearing. That's why a whole bunch it, of... It's I not... Mean, it's not it's, 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 I mean, London. It's, no. I mean... You could definitely yeah. make a, a strong argument that, that, like, England more or less is kind of like Virginia, where it's like you have, like, one bit... You have one big city, maybe two... But then the rest of them are like, you know, they're they're big for that area, but they're not really big cities. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure but, there's uh, some like millionaires community that they all live in. Are like, I mean, I mean, L- London is so big. Like for y'all that don't know, London is so big that they have literally 14 professional te- professional football teams, soccer teams in the city alone. And I think of that 14. I want to say at least eight of them have stadiums that hold over 30,000. On top of that, they have two other uh, stadiums that hold over 80,000. London is fucking massive. Yeah. yeah. And we we're not supposed to be talking about Europe. We're supposed to be talking about American stuff that's going no, on. No, here. no, no. Like I said, like right, right now, European season's over. So, like, hey, you know, we, we, we like, I, it all bleeds over at the end of the day because, you know, we we're in. Like I said we're in this in this weird period where obviously there's no European European um, games being played. I, Which is I, fine with me because and because I I haven't um I haven't really been watching much of shit because I've been I, I've been out of town on vacation. Like the last thing I remember watching is probably the Henny Derby, and I was there. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, like I, I haven't watched, I haven't watched the Gold Cup at all. I know, I know the U.S. Uh, drew with your boys. I mean, wait, hey, you know, y'all were that close, man. Y'all were that close. Uh, yeah. I mean, matter of fact, let's go ahead. And let's talk about it. So, yeah, Gold Cup's going on. Um, for those who don't know, I know a lot of people, a lot of U.S. soccer fans have been asking the question of, like, the Gold Cup doesn't matter. We're just sending our big B team. I need people to remember, like, this is only temporary. You're only going to have the Nations in the Gold Cup in, this, in the same summer. This is the last year. It goes, I think it alternates. Yeah, next year. Uh, next year yeah. is the um, Nations League. And, and, um, and that's, then, the, that's, the, that's the one that actually serves as the qualifier for the Copa America later on in, um, in that summer. Yeah. So it, it changes. So I need people to remember that. So. You can't use the excuse like, oh, it's just our B team. We don't care about the Gold Cup. But but, you, but even but even with that, like, because <clears> we <throat> mentioned this a couple times, like, because of where this team is, and and where and what we still need to do as far as if we actually do want to progress, um, 
you know, in 2026, we need more depth. And typically what happens after a World Cup is we typically uh, call up our A squad for for this for this first um, Gold Cup. Obviously, they already uh, played for the um, the Nations League. And all they said, like, we don't need them for this Gold Cup. Like, we need to start figuring out, like, okay, we know who our top 11 are for top 11 to maybe maybe 15 players on the squad we need to find out who those last six seven eight players plus another probably three or four that can come in and seriously contribute if called upon like not just take up a roster spot but actually (laughs) like hey you know if we need you you, we need to be ready and hey you you know where some of those players are going to come from where mls I mean, it has to. <laughs> Everybody has been in Europe just you know yet. How it always goes. Like some people on Twitter was like, "Oh, we're we were just adding MLS players to it." It's like, dude, like we are the only country that truly hates our own national league to have players in it. <laughs> I mean, I, I I think that, of course, I, I can I can provide you with more than enough criticisms on, on MLS yeah. as no. Well. I'm saying there are but some no, valid no, criticisms. No, but at the same time. I think people are missing out on the fact that there actually are some very good players that are U.S. eligible in mm-hmm. MLS right now that yeah. can contribute right now, yeah. and and it's, and and and, the, and the, the intriguing thing there is that those players are getting younger, yeah. and like you don't you don't have to wait until they turn twenty seven, twenty eight for them for them to finally. You know, turn turn into something um, productive. Like you're getting guys that are like, you know, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. They're like, hey, like they they can do something right now. And we're probably in what phase three of the men's national team. Like, really, just I mean, about also decade three, but it's like phase three. Like the first phase was like Lexi Lawless. Um, I don't yeah. even go that far back. I, I go, I go, I go to the point when Klisman said. Our best players need to be playing in Europe. No, and no, no, no. I'm not saying. I'm saying like in like how this how the national team has been building. Oh, like it, it, in in the whole big picture, probably like yeah. like phase nine at this point. But well, like, yeah, I'm just trying to make it simple. Like, this is probably like phase. This is the phase where like players like I remember when I started becoming a national team. Like the big thing was, oh, we have X and X player in the academy. Hmm. Who's going? Who's who's going to make it? Yeah. Right? You don't hear those conversations anymore. Yeah, because the, 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 the X and X now are, is are a legitimate starter at a big club. Like I think the thing that we were talking about today, like way again, his move to Juve. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Ten that, years that, ago, that's not something that we would ever be thinking about. Think about it. Like a, a, an American player at like, Juventus. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, but think about it. Like Tim Weah is maybe at best an above average fullback. Like an above average fullback, really, mm-hmm. and the fact that now, like, we're talking about, like, I, if I'm for blind, I'm dying. Ten years ago, that would have been like the biggest thing in the world. Yeah, right. And now we're kind of just like, yeah. really, like you, you're gonna go there? Before we would have been grasping straws if it was Swasolo. I mean, there is there is the part to it that, like, of course, right now, Juve's kind of on a downswing because they they they've. Severely, you know, child I mean, like, the, the size of the club. No, and, and that's the thing. Like yeah. one, 
because of the size of the club yeah. 10 years ago they would have been like you want us to consider it an American player are you serious and now it's like it's it's becoming so normalized now that you have teams like Chelsea and Juventus and and, and Milan uh, suddenly being like you know what we can we can do this now we 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 yeah. can work with this <laughs> and and that's something that 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 shows the growth of of the program as a whole because you do have guys that have been developed both here uh, stateside as well as uh, over in the um, in the with European clubs and they're they're all starting to be like okay we got some here like matter of fact like yeah. I just saw a couple weeks ago. Um, uh, there, there's a kid in um, out in Louisville City. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Joshua Wilder. Yes, he he yeah. just made a transfer over to Benfica, Benfica, who's definitely known for their great uh, development system. And I'm like, you're gonna you're gonna start seeing him. Like right now, we're, we're about to have be loaded at center back pretty soon. But yeah. that that's. That, that, this is a great problem was, to have. Like everyone needs to have a kid so we can develop him to be a fullback. Because <laughs> we didn't have a fullback in the system for forever, and you know what? We're, we're, gonna, we're gonna mess around. We're gonna, we're gonna a whole bunch of crystal guns. We're like, hey, I'm really gonna an attacker, but hey, I need speed, so you're gonna be on the full. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened with Waya. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but um, but no, but but to go back to um, actually, let's let's rewind back to the Henny Derby weekend because that weekend was also the weekend of the Nations League. Um, uh, finals. Uh, it's just hilarious uh, that it was. And I, I will be remiss if we didn't talk about BJ Mourinho Callahan. We are not calling this man Mourinho. The janitor, the janitor, I mean, the janitor ran through Mexico and Canada. The janitor it, ran through both of them. That's, that's cool. We're not calling this man Mourinho. <laughs> we're, we're not he be, doing he, that. He better than Burhalter. Better hey, both of them have done the same thing. Both of them got a, a nation's lead to their name. I mean, I mean, but, credit to credit to BJ because honestly, I think even we criticized it because we were kind of just like, yeah, I'm like to in a room. To in a room. I, I I definitely made it a point over that weekend to. I was like, like these guys are losing to the janitor, like because because Callahan's like the assistant of the assistant of the assistant, and then he sudden he just suddenly fell into becoming an interim coach in time for the Nations League's finals. And also, he's um, the coach for the Gold Cup as well. And <clears throat> you literally led led your A squad through in a... In a uh, I don't think they've ever beaten Mexico 3-0. Ever. Uh, man, I, w- I will tell you this. Like, I, I, will, I, will, I will give Greg credit for this. Like, mm-hmm. it, it takes a hell of a coach to get like that USA squad to be that level of comfortable against Mexico. Granted, Mexico like is bad. Like they, they are, yeah, they are yeah, bad are t- right now. They're in they a bad place. Struggle mode right now. Right, but even when Mexico was having struggle modes, go back to 2014 World Cup when they almost missed out. Mm-hmm. They were still handling the US. Like it won't yeah. like that. I've never seen USA look that comfortable mm-hmm. against Mexico to the point where. I think it was, I think it might have been the 60th minute. I was like, I'm turning this game off. Like, this is done. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it, if, if, if it wasn't for the fights that caused uh, Weston McKinney and uh, Serginio Dest to get red cards, which 
I, I would die on the hill that it's absolute bullshit that you had literally six guys surrounding McKinney. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. His shirt gets ripped, but he's the one that gets the red card. Word. Also, he's been choked twice by Mexico players, and they've never suspended anybody. There oh, I, 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 I made this point that night. I, I think that Weston McKinney is the bane in most Mexican fans and probably the team itself. It's the bane of their existence right now because he knows how to get under their skin in, in such a way. Oh, bro, way. he's in his villain origin arc, and I love yes. it. I love villain Weston. Yes. Villain Weston is the best Weston. Like, yes. We didn't get to see it at Leeds because I think he was kind of just like, I think he was kind of checked out at Leeds at that point. Yeah, but when Weston is a is allowed to be a villain, man, oh, listen, it's the best. Like, I'm telling you, man. I know people now are like, oh, like, because you know we got other midfielders coming over. It's like, oh, who from the MMA midfield's gonna miss out? And people are saying Weston. I'm like, I, I mean, Weston, I, 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 you know what? I understand that argument um, that that could be made for McKinney because I mean, again, we got plenty of options but again he has certain intangibles and just and, and the personality that you can't play without him oh, yeah. he is just that dude yeah. he, he's, he's a dog yeah he's a dog and and that was and that was something that you know we talked about like people were talking about like you know four or five years ago like when these guys were basically pups coming onto the national team that you no, know, at that point there was there wasn't any dogs. It's like you know you you can't just be 17, 18, 19 years old and just automatically have that dog. Like you got to go through shit. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and that personality ultimately comes out. And I'm pretty sure you know spending the last two three years at Juventus, you know probably getting beat up a whole lot in, in training and everything, learning from arguably the best team in in, in Italy. It's like, yeah, you go, you go learn some shit. Like, okay, I got this, and you know, it, it's able to translate when you come over here, back over here stateside, you know, to play um, the national team. You're like, oh, we can do this. We, like, yeah. Oh, we like, I, I, I got that smoke for you, and yeah, like he he gets under their skin in a way that yo, it's it's absolute art. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. But there was um, there was one other other um, thing. Um, and all that, of course, uh, we just finally see the uh, the debut of Valorant Balogun, um, uh, striker, uh, Arsenal striker who's on loan from uh, Ren this past year, um, and even he had to say that, like, yeah, like he like he was told that USA Mexico gets a little wild. He like he was like, nah, I, I wasn't quite ready for that. <laughs> I don't think anyone like. It was like kind of like what they tell you like about Pittsburgh and uh, Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not ready for that game until you play in that game. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things, man. Like, even but though people, USA was dominating every aspect of the field, Mexico would be like, "Yo, we won the fight." <laughs> yeah, and, and and I bet you that's probably well what what the attitude is now. It's like, hey, we ain't going down like no punks, man. Like, you know, and but not yet. Yeah, you kind of did. You kind of did. Because again, uh, Mourinho Callahan, you know he we're not he, he managed <laughs> he we're managed not, to, to beat them. And, and then on them. top of all that, you know, in the final against Canada, a team that we got smoked by during during uh, on qualifications, su- suddenly it's like we had no Adams, we had no McKinney, 
We had no dust. And the breeziest 2 0 win I think I've seen in a, in a long time. Because usually, uh, USA Canada games are like ugly or low scoring. Nut, nut, there's yeah. a bunch of nut, not shit happen. But it was like, oh, like you said, like about Mexico game, like by the 60 minute, we're like, I think we're good here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, honestly, man, I, th- I think that's more of an issue. That game was it was more of an issue with Canada because there's a lot of stuff that's going on with the federal federation. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, players not getting paid, uh, issues on the women's side and men's side. So, and to be real, like a lot of that stuff affects play. Oh yeah, like, you know, it affects them. Um, because I, who who was it today? I was listening to uh, it was a total soccer show, mm-hmm. and they were just talking about just like how in Concacaf. Like the reason why they invented the Nations League and things like that was to boost up the region as a whole. Mm-hmm. But in that whole conversation, like it was hard for Canada to get players to really commit to the national team because one, they won't get played, you're not playing meaningful games, things like that. And I think Canada is still in that infancy phase. Like what they did during World Cup qualifying is great gravy. Mm-hmm. Three teams qualify. Um, we're one of them. You were one of them. Mexico's one of them. Um, mm-hmm. Also, Costa Rica, we forget because they play yeah. like crap. Um, right. <laughs> but um, if you look at what Canada is, is always like they just need depth. And it's always going to be hard to like be a good offensive team, mm-hmm. especially in CONCACAF when your best player is a fullback. Right. I like, mean, that's he, tough. He, he's, a, he's another Crystal Dunn who, who's he's a guy who. Started off as as a forward, but then got moved back because obviously Bayern Munich is just that loaded, and it's like, hey, we got to put you somewhere. So yeah, but honestly, work. that's probably the best spot for him. Like, yeah, it, it but, probably is the best spot for him. But it, the thing about it, and I, and I said as much on Twitter, um, on the FTC account yesterday on Monday. Uh, again, Canada's going through a lot of money issues. Sounds like yeah. by the fall, uh, they might be um, filing for uh, bankruptcy protection. But here's the thing you have to understand. We're going through probably the greatest run in Canadian soccer history. Remember, we're still coming off the, uh, the women winning gold in Tokyo two years ago. Uh, the men qualifying for their first World Cup since 1986. Also keep in mind, the president of CONCACAF is Canadian. And yeah. And they're, they're in the, and I think now they got a stable uh, Division One league. Yeah, 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 get the uh, the Canadian Premier League. So like right now, there's probably more money in theory that should be coming through uh, the Canadian Federation than ever before. Yeah. So there's not much excuse right now for them to be like, yeah, we're broke. Yeah. No, all I'm not. saying is, Concacaf isn't always the cleanest. Uh, confederation so <laughs> somebody somebody needs to start answering some questions as far as where is all this money going because clearly you're you're a bit of you're you're succeeding on the pitch but that success isn't reflecting over to uh, the actual teams itself and that, that's, that's a huge problem nope but all right, what you know, are we really supposed to be talking about? We've just been going on rant tangents and rants. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, no, what, what we should be talking about is how in the world did we end up back with Burhalter? 
Because okay. do you want to be logical about this, or you just want to make a bunch of jokes and just be like, no, I, I, I think that, <laughs> I, I mean, I could, I could, I could make jokes all day long. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So but, you got to be logical. But about I think this. that, you know, we Can went from he's out probably two or three months ago. Of course, mind you, that was before Matt Crocker and and Gooch uh, came on board with the uh, front office with U.S. Soccer. To mind you, we, we like we didn't even get a chance to even talk about how apparently the story was he was almost close to getting the job at Club America, which would have been wild. That would have been absolutely hilarious. That would wild. Could you imagine Greg doing the middle of a Club America Chivas game? I just want to hear him speak Spanish. That's all I want. <laughs> oh no, that ain't happening. You know, you gonna put that boy with a translator. <laughs> and make him say the most minimal things ever. You're like, bueno, that's all I got for you. <laughs> <See>. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but no, like, they, 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 first of all, they, the story broke out, I guess, as the USA Mexico game was just starting um, the Thursday before last, that he was about to take the, um, come back and, and, get, and get his job back. And to the point where, like, of course, when the play, after the players, you know, beat Mexico, they're getting they're getting asked questions about Berhalter. Of course, they're like, what? what? Yeah, but I'm sure I, they probably already knew. Like, there's honestly, no way. The, the, given the time frame of like the the sequence of events, actually, I don't think they knew. I don't think they knew. I, I, I don't. They might they might have had an idea, but I don't think they knew. And, and of course, we 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 might we might go into like how. The player influence might have might have affected things, but I also think that clearly they didn't they didn't talk to everybody, and I'm wondering how that's going to play out going into the fall. Because even though Burhalter has his job back, he's not he's not coaching in the Gold Cup. They're still rolling with uh, Mourinho Callahan. Um, not calling that man Mourinho. <laughs> and I mean, hey, y'all y'all scored out of him, so hey, maybe maybe he's human after all. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, but no, like I, I think that my my concern is this: he has shown you that he can he can do the minimum expectation, you know, get us get us uh, qualified, get us through a group stage, and and be one and done in knockout round. Two trophies, I, can't forget that. Yeah, but like, how, like, yeah. how important are those trophies in Concacaf? I mean, at, at, Mexico, at, Mexico at, wins at, them, at, and, and they end up in the same spot that we did. So, me personally, I believe in context. Like, I think everything, like, not everything is the same as it is on paper, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Klinsman won a Gold Cup, right? Mm-hmm. But that was a USA team that was heavily favored to get there, right? Mm-hmm. And this is a weaker Concacaf, right? Bearholzer takes over this team during last summer, where. All the talk was like, we got to show we can compete with Mexico. We they, they, they're not kids anymore. They got to show that they can do it, right? Mm-hmm. It, albeit like the players, player style, the style of play, the player style, the style of play might not have been beautiful. Like we're not. There's no point of arguing over that because hindsight is twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. But the results were: you beat a Mexico team. That was at that point reigning like they they were dominating Concacaf, right? Mm-hmm. So you get the first one, right. then you go through the Gold Cup with a more a little bit more diminished A B squad, and still get get through with Mexico. Like mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. those are important times for that team because of where we were all like projecting that team to be. Because we've never seen that team come together like that because we were like, all right, these are kids. Like, they're young. <laughs> this ain't this ain't the veteran USMNT squad. Mm-hmm. Um, me personally, like where I fall into it, I'm not gonna lie. Like I was cool with Greg Barherter not getting the job back. Like after the World Cup, it, mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying like. Also, another thing that really annoys me because I can tell people don't do their research; they just hear a like opinion and run with it mm-hmm. about like the two. Like I don't believe in two time. Like uh, what was it called? Back to back two term managers for the right. uh, national teams, mm-hmm. which makes no sense because people do realize that at least. 40% of the teams at the World Cup had a manager from the previous World Cup. Mm-hmm. So you can't use that statistic and say, like, oh, it doesn't work. If you're, if that's your case for Greg Barker, that's different. Now, well, I, I think in, in that regard, um, there's, there's a couple things to keep, to keep in mind there. Because um, all in all, like if you go back to um, 2018, Didier Deschamps, he was a second cycle um, coach. Yeah, second cycle. 2014, um, Yogi Lowe, he was a second cycle um, coach. Senegal's um, head coach was second cycle. Coast, so uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's not a, a foolproof few. argument. However. Yeah. That's my whole thing. I, I just don't like people using that as yeah, the yeah, basis yeah. of the argument because it's like... That's, that's, that's not one of those that I, I typically fall back on because I feel like you definitely have to... You know, look at like where your team is, and yeah. see like, okay, like, are we ri- are we riding the right amount of momentum in order to you know yeah. get us to the next level? Like um, Belgium, no, like Belgium should have got rid of uh, their head I, coach um, after the Euros last year. Uh, yeah, Roberto Martinez. Um, yeah, but my yeah, fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can see but, that. I can yeah, see that. but my fault. Back to my point, I was saying like. I was cool with them. Let him Burrow to go, mm-hmm. even after this whole case thing, because I was just like, all right, me personally, I was just like, there's a lot of friction, and it's just this obscene amount of like negativity around the national team. Right. I, I'm not saying like I, I was one of those guys like, yo, Greg did he did an above average job. Like I cannot sit here and knock this man that because you can't also move the goalposts, right? Like mm-hmm. two, three years ago, we said when we the failure to qualify. Right, and when what's his name was the interim head coach for like the longest? Um, I can't remember. Sarakin. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, is he is head coach. Um, we all said that the main things were you want to be competitive in Concacaf, mm-hmm. you want to at least win a title in Concacaf, you want mm-hmm. to qualify for the World Cup, and you want to make it out the group stage. Mm-hmm. He did that, so I can't sit here and be like, "Oh, well, you play bad against Netherlands." This yeah, man played did. against Louis Van Gaal. This man is a thirteenth level chess master. Right, but it, but here's the thing, though. <laughs> if is your goal just to make it to the to the first knockout uh, match and, and just lose, or do you have the expectation of actually getting past that game and possibly getting to the quarterfinals or possibly even semifinals at at a, at a World Cup where you're obviously hosting? And I, I think that in that regard, because of course. If you're playing like that against Louis Van Gaal, it's not like the level of uh, coaches, you know, gets any easier as as you yeah, move forward in the tournament. And that's where I'm like, even if even from an American coach perspective, I don't think he's the best coach for 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 us in that regard. 
No, and I think but that usually the best coach never gets the job. Yeah, but I think that like unlike Italy like, honestly, and, and who would you say right now is probably the best Dutch coach? It's probably the guy at um Oz at Alkmaar. Uh, yeah. Yeah, actually, right right now, there's a lot of good Dutch coaches right That's now. That's what I'm I mean, saying. Sure. Like, Eric, we told him we got Eric Tenhog. Yeah, I mean, even him. I mean, shit. Um, fucking um, our guy um, Ruben Nistelroy, like he won a, a, a cup in his first year. I'm like, like right. they they crank out they crank out good coaches. Right. And so it's not it's usually never like I agree with your point. It's usually never the best quote yeah. unquote coach. And the way how Greg got this job, we we talked to that enough. Mm-hmm. It is what it is at the point. Nothing's going to change about it. I well, think the well, thing now. That, what I would say in that regard, though, oh, is yeah. that the ones that are attainable and at the top, I think they are they are attainable. As far as you're like, okay, like, hey, we have this opportunity. We'd like to see what you can do here. Yeah. Now, granted, you know, of course, me, I could understand. There's there's an argument as far as you know, staying where. For, for those coaches to stay where they're at. I mean, obviously, you have guys like Brian Schmetzer who pretty much, you know, he's all that he knows there's a life outside of, say, out of Seattle. Yeah, I don't think he's ever leaving Seattle. I don't um, think but then you have a guy like uh, Chirundolo in, um, in, in, in LAFC where I'm like, yeah, he's he's a little young, but at the same time, so was um, the guy in Argentina, like he, and he just won the World Cup. So it's like, you got to... So, okay, let, let's say this. It, okay. I, to me personally, I think there were only... Four, like realistic. I don't believe Mourinho and yeah. Pat were ever in it. I don't oh, believe no, no, any no, no, of that. No, no. Or Nobles. I don't believe any of that. Like Twitter would really have you be thinking yeah. that Nobles man was like considering the US man. No, he we're we're broke. So right. no. Um, as Charlie Davis put it, it's the women's fault. We can't get a hit. Good hit. Um, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. <laughs> that man was struggling on that broadcast, man. <laughs> At some point, I just wanted to be like Charlie, shut up. No, nah, he uh, 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 he, he was um, about to get that 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 that. That leaves a sense and tap on the show, like, son, let's 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 go, let's go home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I would say realistically, that we just might have. I'll go. I'll go. Eh, not four. I'll go three. Um, Philadelphia's head coach. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think he's holding off for you, me personally. So I think like there might have been interviews. There might have been like there might have been a conversation. Like, was, hey, was boy Ernie's back over in Europe? So maybe. Yeah, like there might have been a conversation. Like, mm-hmm. what's your interest in the USMNT? I'm right. interested, but I'm not going to leave Philly midseason because he, you know, he feels like he can win well, something yeah, there. Yeah, the, the timing of, of the World Cup and how it fell, like that's honestly been a big, a big uh, hurdle as far as hiring. Like, even if we had still had Ernie and McBride, it still would have been a, a huge obstacle because yeah. you, you don't necessarily want to, you know. Un- unsettle uh, a domestic team right as they're going into a new season, but at the same time, what do you do? But yeah, yeah, and I Continue. mean, all yeah, and then also you look at it. So he, he's one. I think we both agree. Like he was possibly one, mm-hmm. and then two, um, Jesse Marsh. Me personally, once again, I think there was a conversation I had with Jesse. I think Jesse didn't didn't take the what was it, Lester? No, he's was it was yeah. the last he was supposed to take? Yeah. Uh-huh. No, it was Southampton. It was Southampton. There, 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 there are two jobs. No, he was supposed to take Southampton the first one because I remember okay, the yeah, conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. with him was supposed to go to Southampton. They were about to sign. Yeah. And I think when he didn't sign that, I think USMT swooped in and was like, hey, what you think? 
And I think and that's, and why, and that's why I'm like, I don't think that that this, that Burhalter was was the plan. I think that suddenly they had they had the pan they panicked and said, okay, all right, we're oh, doing yeah, the job. One hundred percent. I think yeah. no. Well, also I think I think they were buying our time to see what the investigation was going to do, mm-hmm. like how the investigation was going to plan out. But I think in the time, I think they're talking. And then the third one, I think is, um, uh, Evra. I mean, not Evra. Uh, Yara. You know, I think that by the big, I think there was a good conversation there. But I think, well, okay. So, so here's the thing. Because the report was uh, earlier last week that, or week before last, that that Crocker and Gooch interviewed ten plus coaches for the job. Now here, now here, here's the issue that I have here, especially when it comes to hiring a culture. Now, I can understand if you think that he's better than maybe four, maybe five of the coaches that you that you interview, but you can't tell me there's that there's ten coaches that you sin- that you sincerely consider for this job, and Burhalter was better than all of them. I think what it came down to is I think. <clears throat> I think Matt Crocker and Gooch and all of them, I think they had a certain criteria. And I think out of the 10, like 10 coaches, maybe say, let's say there was five categories, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, let's just say the five were like uh, dual nationals, tactics, uh, availability, you know, uh, style of play, and like communication, right? Let's just say mm-hmm. those are the five. Mm-hmm. I think out of those 10, I think you might have had a bunch of coaches maybe hit three out of the five, two out of the five. I don't think you had a five out of five on everything. And I think at the end of the day, like I think the only ones that were probably possible that came down to the bottom three were probably Marsh, uh, Vieira, and Barrowter. And I think once the investigation cleared, I think they were just like, all right, we're cool going back to Grant Barrowter. Now, now I do not see why he's not here in the Gold Cup. I've heard the reasoning why he's not coaching the Gold I'll, Cup. I'll, you know what? Like I, I was listening to um, Best Ever Soccer Show last week yeah. in the aftermath, and like, of course, I didn't I didn't realize that the Gold Cup was starting pretty much the week after. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, it, the, the timing yeah, of it done. actually does make kind of sense. But at the same time, you're talking about guys that. At least half of that team has worked with Burhalter before, so I don't feel like yeah. like their their idea was that we're treating us as a new hire instead of set of uh, the incumbent coming back. I'm like, no, he's the incumbent. Stop playing. Like it's not like you're gonna come in like you're gonna see Burhalter with a bus and say, hey, I'm the new Burhalter. Like, no, it's not gonna work like that. So yeah, no. I don't think that that there's if he's if he's free and, and and available, go ahead and use him. I mean, yeah. like he should he should at least. I don't see why, at the very least, he shouldn't be there on site with the team. It's like, hey, like, because of course, you're talking about a team that, like we said earlier, they're they're trying to fight for spots 16 to 23, 24, 25, and you want to make your impression against the guy who's actually going to be making that decision going forward. So, why why would you not want that guy to be there in place? <clears throat> Like I, I that, that yeah, part I doesn't add up. Answer added. that question for you. Yeah, the, yeah, for me it doesn't. Like once I don't have an issue with them rehiring Bearhalter. Like if the investigation came back clean, like I'm putting like faith and like all right, they did a good investigation, came back clean. 
rehire him. All right, cool. Like I, I'm not at the table making a decision, so I'm not about to sit here and cry over it. Mm. Um, but I don't see, I don't see why not starting him now. Because, like you said, like he can see there and say, like, all right, this is how this thing works. This is who I want to try. Because remember, we're playing. What friendlies in September and then another set in November. Yeah, we're we're the, about to play yeah. a bunch of friendlies, so I guess yeah. there's also like there's more time. And there's more time, but at the same time they, again, think, like you're talking about guys who are trying to get on. They're trying to break through and be yeah. part of that A squad. <clears throat> and, and I think it also set that timetable of like, oh, whenever we do hire a new head coach, it will be for the friendlies after the Gold Cup. So I guess like once they decided it. Like I'm pretty sure I don't think at that point they knew they were hiring Greg Burhoser. I think it was just I, I guaranteed it because so? I remember that happened like early, maybe like May. You think they already knew? The, 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 no. <clears throat> oh, okay. I, I, I think that Burhoser played them with with the club with the Club America job, and then they they said, okay, we got we got to we don't want to lose our safety net in, in case. But, Everybody else says no. But hey, like low key, like on Greg's part, that's hella smart. Oh no, like he he, he played this uh, like as as well as you possibly could because the thing about it is he like obviously he's worked he's worked with his team for the last three and a half years, and yeah. and he knows what this team is about to go into going into this cycle as far as where they are career wise, and so like. 80% of the team is going into their prime years. So just speak, speaking off of ego, if I can do something with this team as they're going into their, their peak years and I can be the coach that leads them to this, like, you know, whether it be the Copa, you know, possibly winning Copa America or taking the um, USA team um, deep in 2026. Yeah, that, that's all the ego strokes in the world is telling you, like, no, I'm not letting this team go. And I, I guarantee you that when the opportunity came about, he was like, nah. Because like even the, even the story's already out there. That like when apparently Club America was ready to offer him the job, and at the last minute he was like, no, let me talk to the uh, USA team. I, I, I'll regret it if I don't. I, I bet you would. I bet you would because he knows what he's what what's, what this team's about to be. <laughs> Because I, I we're, 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 not, we're not about to have we're about to have our deepest team ever, yeah, ever. Yeah. And we just need our goalkeepers to get to a club where they can start meaningful games. Yeah, well, I, I did see uh, Lester. Looks like they're they're going, they're um, about to get Stefan, um, which uh, would be smart. Like, yeah, honestly. I actually I should do like that boo. I should do like that a lot. Um, I need Matt Turner to go on loan or. Or be like, yo, our time out. That's, 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 that's always the, the tough thing because, yeah, you're, you're, you're playing that, for man. you're playing for Arsenal, but if you're not starting, then the fuck, you know, like it, it's 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 a bizarre situation, um, like because you want you want that 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 nod as far as playing on like a, a top four, top sixteen, but if if all you're getting is like cup games, that like, that only goes but so far. Right, I hated that whole conversation. It was like, oh well, Zach Surf is learning from Pep Guardiola every week, but he's and that and that and that might that (laughs) might be true, but at the same time, there's nothing that replaces actual game. No, yeah, no, hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't care who he's learning from. Pep doesn't trust his man enough to play him. I don't think it's the case of trust. I mean, because because they definitely 
uh, played him like the year before last. Um, well, yeah, true. I, uh, I don't in, mean in, like in, trust him in terms of playing. We trust him in terms of like, oh, we gonna give him significant minutes. Oh no, I mean, like, I mean, for, I mean, Ederson's that dude. So it's like, yeah, yeah you're not playing. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like whoever was advising Stefan to go to Man City, no, absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> you boy, you will not see the field. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 like, that's a team where like, you got to be already established to break through that level. No, it's not even that. Like, Man City is so rich that, okay, here, here's how I compare it. $15 million to Man City is like $30 million to Everton. Bro. They, 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 can, they can replace you if you're just $15 million. It's, it's not that big of a deal. And you have to think about that when, in case you start, if you actually do get a chance to play and and you don't perform, you're going to find your way out. Like, kind of like how what happened to U.S. agent. Like, and, and, and um, with Chelsea, like, like he cost Chelsea, what, like $70 million? And he, he started out uh, halfway decent, but then more competition came. Healthy. You felt, you, you got, you got hurt and say, like, oh, we can replace you. That 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 simple, and and that's where you know like you know you you get those top teams like you got to understand like you got to stay on top at all times and like shit my mom shit my my my, my creative player in FIFA tore his knee up and within like two months they're like nah we're gonna let you go I was like bitch <laughs> yeah, but but that's the thing like the competition is so heavy that. If you're not on your A game at all times, it, it's, it's tough. It's real tough. And, and then, in, and, and in his case, you are, they already had a number one in place. So it's like you're just basically, you know, again, you're you're cut down. That's it. That's really once it. again, man. Whoever advised that man to go to Man City did not have his best interests at heart. They saw that. I know it wasn't you, Ty. Was like, I know it wasn't you. I know it wasn't you, Ty. <laughs> Whoever was whoever it was did not have that man's best interest at heart. But <laughs> but nah, man. Like it, it's 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 it's. I, I will close out with this part as far as Berhalter because when they had their press conference, um, the big thing that they were obviously asking about was was he planning on talking to Gio Reyna um, anytime soon? And he was like, Nah, I'm I'm gonna let that um, you know come naturally and all that stuff. And I'm like, Give it how how big of a blow up that became I'm of the mindset of like actually being proactive there because I'm like if if we are if we're already you know good and clear by the time these friendlies come in September then hey we can go ahead and be off to the races whereas you waiting and just being more reactive I don't think that sets the right term because again like how you said um a minute ago like as far as being evaluated on communication it's communication often sucks and and it's like if you and if you do cross him he ends up you know banishing from the team because it's happened with multiple players like you got guys like john brooks uh ricardo peppy uh geo i think there's one other uh, guy that uh um, yeah but oh, hold on peppy was just once i like yeah but it, like but that's, that's, but that's the thing though like it, it came yeah. so late in the, in the in the game that like, are, is that something that's going to be held against him once Burhalter gets back? That and, I don't and, know. And, and mind you, like, so. of course, uh, a quick note on, on Pepe. I, I saw that he uh, sealed the move to PSB. PSB. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I absolutely so love that. 
Yeah. Um, about the Geo thing, man. I think me personally, I think it was a little bit overblown. Like, I think people heard it. It was just like, <gasps> he if they'd been just, if they'd been kept like, just between them two, it would have been fun. <clears throat> of course, you, you got you got the biggest helicopter parents in the world, right? With, but also, and, like the thing about it was, was like, there was a whole investigation going on. Of course, he's not going to talk to Geo or anyone in the team at that moment because there's an investigation. Like, there are legal ramifications. I think any smart even lawyer then, will tell you, don't don't talk to him right now. So I think they but even then, a- I think the issue that 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 rubbed a lot of people the wrong way was that he was misleading as far as like saying that yeah, Geo's hurt, Geo's hurt, and I'm like, you know, if there's something else, you know, try to be as forthcoming as you can without actually just feed, feed people bullshit. Yeah, and but I think like at that point, I think as a coach, I think because at the World Cup, I think you're trying to have. Everything focused on the team, and you saw how the, mm-hmm. like, even the team itself was just like, "Yo, we want Greg back." Like, Greg's our guy. We want him back. And and I think that, at that, that point, I think it was all about just like, "All right, there's a definite problem here. I'm just trying to push this to the side." Like, we see that from countless managers, like Jose Mourinho. Um, mm-hmm. uh, who, who was it? Um, uh, Jurgen Klopp. You remember Jurgen started talking about the grass? Yeah. When they lost to Aston Villa, yeah. So it's not it's not just like a Greg is a Greg thing. It's a like all of these managers. Do. I think that at that point, I think he was just trying to just like push the can down the road. Now, what I will say is this: I think this conversation with Gio will happen. Ricardo, like I get it, his feeling like Matt, him, Ricardo, and Matt. I get it, like y'all feelings were hurt. He called y'all and said like, "Hey, can I come in?" Ricardo hung up the phone. I get it. You a twenty one year old kid. Think you should be going? I was highly rate him, but you didn't get you didn't get the call. Like you didn't go. It's okay. Like it's not the end of the world. Show him why you deserve to be there, and you will be there. And he's done. And he's definitely done that. And yeah, and that's what I'm saying. He's doing it. Yeah. We got, look, also, we got to think like Ricardo wasn't coming off the hottest here either because he was struggling at Osberg. That's how he ended up at the Netherlands. I can't remember the club. Um, um, but that's how he ended up there, right? And he but, went but, it, he, but that went, but. He responded and actually turned that turned that around and to where he's, he's exactly making make so a bigger move. Momentum. So now Greg don't have got a reason to call Hodge right and be like, "Hey Hodge, I need you." Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, that, that's also, I definitely it, agree with that. Yeah. In the case of like Matt Biazka, Matt Biazka thinks like, "Oh, why is Aaron? Where is um, Walker Zimmerman going? Not me." Well, because Matt Biazka, one, you can't. You're not a ball progressive center back, but also two, like. You didn't get the call. It's okay. I mean, like, he wasn't he wasn't informant. And and yeah. one thing about Walker Zimmerman is that he bounced between two teams between going from LAFC to to uh, Nashville SC and brought up both of them. So yeah. like he Bro, honestly did, Walker Zimmerman's game, man. He, I, I he deserved I that. I know spot. people want to give him stick because they're like, oh, he's an MLS center back. He should have gone to Euro. He's not good enough because he's not in Europe. Like. I mean, all things considered, like, if nothing else, one thing that MLS can do is is definitely make a good defender. Like, obviously, they don't get enough opportunity as far as attackers go, but as far as like the back half of the pitch, they're fine. No, I'm not even. Yeah, I'm not even saying that. But like, honestly, I need people to remember, like, these guys got families. Yeah, kids in school, so it's like. Walker Zimmerman is not about to uproot his whole family and be like, all right, guys, 
let's go to Germany. <laughs> I mean, We're here to, you know, that 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 life isn't for everybody. No, and, it's not. And especially like when you marry. Yeah, like, I can't just go. I can't walk into my bedroom now and tell like, like, hey, um, I just got transferred to Vancouver. <laughs> let's go. Like, no, it ain't about to happen because we got family here. We got, you know, all this stuff. So, yeah, like, people's family, like, it was something we were talking about River City 93 about, like, I think it was in the offseason about, like, what players will possibly stay and go. We were like, it depends on what their family is like. Like, are they settled here? Are they single? Are they, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, like once, you get, once you get to a certain age and this point in your life, it's like, again, like, you, you might want to make that move, and it might even sound great for both your career and especially your, your bank account. But again, it's not for everybody, and I do yeah. think that for him, you know, like I think he's like he's pushing thirty right now. So it's like you know he's got he got a wife. I think he got like at least one kid, and yeah, if, if that's not the move for you, then you know, are you in a position where you could still stay on top of things in the meantime? And again, if one thing the MLS does well is is make a good a good center back. So because uh, again, like you got you got him. You got Miles Robinson that's still playing lights out. Like, I, like I saw the stat um, of him against Mexico. Like, he fucking has Mexico in his fucking pocket. So, Isn't he getting ready to move? Well, he's in the last year of his deal. So, and he's already said that, he, that he's not he's not signing a new deal during the season. So, pretty much, he's going to play it play it all the way through. Of course, he did get hurt um, against Mexico. So. But right now, he's still. I know with, we were just talking about guys not moving to Europe, like the FM. But no, he like, is someone I think. I, think he, I, would, I know he's single, and I know that he's definitely in a, in, a, in the form to where he should be over. Like matter of fact, you if, know it wasn't, if, if it wasn't for him tearing up his Achilles, I think he'd already be over there. So yeah. yeah, you know where I would love to see him go? What's up? I would love to see him at Hertha Berlin. I can see that. I would, I would they, love like, to see that. I, you know what? Bump hurts. I'd like to see this at at uh, at Dortmund. That's where I'd love to see. Him. I don't know yet. I don't know if he's. I think he is. I think. I don't know if he's Dortmund level yet. I think he is. I, I I've seen him way way too often. Again, he was the one guy. He was the one MLS guy that they felt they had no problem putting him up in with there with all the European guys. Say, hey, that's that's our guy. And okay, again, let me ask you if, this. If not, let if let not for turn up his Achilles, he's yeah. there and he's there at the World Cup. No problem. So let me ask you this. What's I'm, I'm assuming that we, we want to see him in Germany. Mm-hmm. But if I throw this club out there, I want to see how you how you roll it. Okay. Union Berlin. They're in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. They play a suitable football that helps them out. They're not relying on pace or speed. Yeah. And it's a place where if you overperform there, like, then Dortmund comes looking at you. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. you're already more established that Dortmund with a better position than going straight into Dortmund, getting loaned out, and it's never working out. Um. So, I think he's about to turn 26. I just moved this man from the other side of Berlin to the other no, side. No, no, no. I, 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 I definitely... Um, understand at least the logic there um my he's at like 26 is a is a funny age because it's like you want to try to make one one or two more contracts before you kind of age out 
Um, and, and so like really it, it all depends on like how how quickly you, you adjust and perform. Um, yeah. I say again, I think he's ready for Dortmund. I think he's that good. And, and that's even with the Achilles injury, which says a lot. I mean, you saw how Atlanta performed without him on Saturday. They got smoked by New York 4 0. So, again, like, I mean, he, he would had, definitely he has, he has that, I think he has that much will impact. be more favorable than playing him. He has that much impact when he's not there. I mean, like, we saw what happened all last year. You've seen even uh, even this year when he's been missing. He he is that he's he's that level impact uh, player. Um, but I, I can definitely see um, Union. I could, I could, I could definitely see that. Yeah, uh, just you know, I'm moving over one side of Berlin to the other. <laughs> but yeah, um, I was going to talk about the uh, women's World Cup roster. I think I'm going to hold that off till next week as we get closer to the women's um, yeah, World Cup. Get the experts up. on here. Get Sims yeah. and uh, Tristan and all of them on here. Let the experts talk about it. Oh yeah, yeah. Speaking speaking of the ex- experts, uh, matter of fact, I need to get him a shot. I'm, I'm I'm not even gonna wait for two for two up two down because <laughs> what happened last week while we were on vacation and I, and I couldn't even like really talk about it like that because my grandma's internet was on the fritz uh, uh, last Thursday. Um, I'm not sure who started started to go fund me uh, for Shea Butter and Diaspora United, but. Holy shit! Oh yeah, yeah. But it, honestly, look real quick. Shout out to them, man, because that's that's a testament to the work like they do. Like, all of us do this. We would all love for like to go see our teams at the championship game, and get to record it, and be there live for a month. Like, and I remember, I think it was maybe like six months ago. I think I asked him, I was like, "Yo, like, are you thinking about going?" She was like, "I don't know. Like, it costs a yeah. lot." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like getting out there is no joking. Like, right. Like, and like, I mean, again, honestly, like man, like I'm happy for him, yo. They, oh. they, uh, like, this isn't because it's some charity case or um, stuff like that, man. They, they 100 percent work for it. Like yeah, everything absolutely. they do, like they work for. It. I'm still shocked that they are with. This is no offense to Ellen or anyone, but like, I'm shocked they are still with us. Like, I, yeah, I, I mean. At this point, I thought they would have been like CBS would have been <laughs> swooped them up and been like, "Yo, we that, can get y'all set." <laughs> that's y'all a whole conversation in itself because I mean, obviously they're they're branching out a bit. You know, they have to deal with uh, with Black Rosie Media, and I think that um, uh, we had a we, we had the opportunity to be on a call with the uh, United States uh, Black Soccer Coaches uh, Group uh, back on Monday on Juneteenth, yeah. and. Um, I think it's it might be available um, to listen to. I'm not sure, but the last part of the uh, call was focused on fan media, and obviously that's where I come in, and Shea Butter comes in, and you know, obviously I I, I talk about you know how you know you know how I kind of spotted um, Sky and Sills on Twitter and everything, and like. Like, like I, I'll tell y'all what I t- said on the call again. If I, if I do nothing else in this space, I'm good because I feel like what they've been able what they've been able to do with their platform and take it to the heights that that, that, is, that has gone to the point where you we, you literally have people in, in a community invest over thirty thousand to make sure that they 
get to the World Cup and, and also uh, Diaspora United team. Like, that's absolutely incredible. Yeah, and, it, and it goes to show you, like, one, how people, how strongly people feel about their platform and their place in in the soccer media game. And then also, I, honestly, I think it's just how they fuck with the whole team. You know, Sky, Silves, Nubia, uh, Ebony, GA, um, Maya, like, like it's, it's all there. It's all there. And I could not be more happy for them. And I, I'm so glad that they're getting this opportunity. Because, yeah, because like you said, like a couple months ago, like, like the, the, the want to was there, but the funds were like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, like, honestly, right. Yeah, right. And well, man, I'm, I'm super excited for them, man. And like, I need people also to touch grass because you cannot use Jamaica's dumbass federation ignorance for not paying for their women's World Cup team as a reason that they shouldn't go and enjoy it. That's you know, bullshit. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, 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 I couldn't also, quite keep up with what's going on at that point. The Jamaican Federation. If the Jamaican yeah. Federation, who I am, should do their part. Yeah, I mean, it, it should not be be in that position in the first place, but here we are. And if you think that Shea Butter or Diaspora United or us are going to no, not not use that opportunity to be like, hey, make sure you, you you show you know if you can give some love to the Jamaican team because they obviously need it. The women's team they put in the work to qualify for the World Cup and they're still getting getting shortchanged big time even even from four years ago. So it's it's something that is honestly it's it's just wild that that, that we're even in this space. But here we are and they and they, and they need help too. So. Uh, you know that that's something that in this space we're, we tr- we try to we try to lift up as many people as we can. It's not just just one group or or one or you have, or you have to choose or whatever. Like if you if you have the resources to to give as much as you can, do that. And and if you don't, don't be a broke hater. Yeah, please don't be a broke broke hater. No, yeah. that's that, that 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 ain't the way. But with that being said, um. Just a quick update on the uh, Pride Teeth and Pride Teeth shirts. So I ran into a little bit of an issue while I was while I was out of town. My hand press somehow has been fucking up. I, I think it, I think my hand press is about maybe maybe four years old by now. It, it's it's it's, ser- it's served it's it's done its service and everything, but I, I I don't know if it's at the point where it might be fall, it might be going down. I don't know. Luckily, I still have my big boy uh, um, heat press. So this week, I'm catching up on orders and make sure that everybody uh, gets their stuff out. Hopefully, um, by the end of the week, um, matter of fact, when I finish recording tonight, I'll probably get some get some done um, tonight. But um, do not let it deter you. Of course, we're still celebrating Pride Teeth. Uh, make sure you get your shirts at ftcutd.com forward slash shop. Uh, you know, keep supporting us, and, and and with every order, a portion of the proceeds goes towards Athlete Ally, as well as the Black Women's Players Collective. You know, again, oh, before we wrap up, all right, what's I up? We keep saying we're about to wrap up, and we had nothing. But this is the last thing. Shout us out to April out of Fort Madison. The kid just signed a 25 day contract. Yeah, I saw that. Madison. So that's dope. Like, your son is playing for your club. Like that's that's what we all dream about, man. Yeah. 
Like your son is literally about to wear your your club's colors and play with them. So sounds like I know that's a very uh, special and happy moment. I know how much work she's put in and he's put in to get to this moment, man. Even though they are uh, our day one rivals, um, I will only say their name on special occasions. Culture of everything, man. Yeah, I will only say their name on uh, special occasions. Outside of that, <laughs> I will refer to them as the pink team. Um, but yeah, man, shouts out to her and her, her side side of that. It's only twenty five days, but I mean, those twenty five days are probably like the the greatest days of his life. Right hey, now. you know, you, you never know what that, what, what that can turn into, right. and you know, that's what's up. Even though April April don't like me right now, I still love you, and because um, I'm, I'm definitely happy um, about <laughs> this for your son. But um. Uh, I know we've been kind of already getting the head start on the two up and two downs, but uh, you got you got anything else you want to shout out? Uh, I think I probably remember said, but I was like, Jamaica's FA is being stupid. Uh, April's kid. Um, Jamaica's recruitment actually has been good, so I'm proud of that. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, like all things considered, like that's that eleven they had up against the US. I was like, God, that dear. might be a problem. <laughs> God tier. The only thing is, bro, if we could just find like a dual national midfielder that's competent, mm-hmm. I'll be happy. I'm pretty oh. sure there's I'm pretty sure there's one in the US somewhere. I hope so. Did you hear about uh Raheem Sterling, our, our favorite non-Jamaican Jamaican? <laughs> I have not, what's up? So <laughs> there was a video going around of Raheem Sterling. Uh, said, talking, I guess uh, some British TV or something about um, how in a parallel universe he would have played for Jamaica. And all I thought about was what has to, what had to go wrong? He talked about it. He literally said, like, I would have played for Jamaica but the meetings with Jamaica FA were so bad I told my parents I'm not playing for them. And this is when he was 17 in Liverpool's academy. And he was literally, he was like Yudas Musa. Mm-hmm. Like, you remember how all the, like, it was like, oh, he can play here, he can play here. Yeah. That's what it was. And J- Jamaica, mind you, we, we weren't even good at that point. We were in the running to have Ronnie Sterling. And I'm just like, Bro, I could have a front line of Raheem Sterling, Mikel Antonio, or Damari Gray. And Leon Bailey could be the attacking mid. Oh, like, I, I, I will say this. And, like, I do, I do think that part of it is it all comes down to organization. And then, two, just comes down to, like, where the program is at at that particular point. And, like you said, yeah. like, you know, we're talking about, like, what, 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. Um, with with Sterling, like Jamaica was in a totally different place at that point, and but you fast forward now, <clears throat> and if you had a, a Raheem Sterling coming up right now, uh, and looking at looking at where the program is, even with even with the uh, money issues, you could like, I just might give this a chance, and and I feel like, yeah, that that's something that. Like even like with like like how how we recruit um, Donas, I think that we have we have enough momentum right now that you kind of want to play for us if you have the opportunity to. I mean, like you saw, like because it's not just um, Balogun. You have guys like t- um, Timothy Tillman who just switched from Germany to the U.S. 
obviously you had uh, Ricardo Pepe who had the opportunity to play for Mexico yeah. and, and, and about, about four other guys that um, Zendejas um, that uh, just switched and who's the guy in um, Brazil uh, Cardo- Cardozo he yeah. um he could have played for um for Brazil, even though you know who's the funniest dude national yeah. to me, and people don't realize it. Who? There's a parallel universe where Kellen Acosta is playing for the Japan national team. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is hilarious to me. Yeah, it's all true. Can you um, imagine that? I'm I'm still shocked that you saw a black guy play for Mexico the other night. I was like, Whoa. that was a brother, bro. Everyone was like, yeah. oh, he's Cuban. No, 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 that's a black man. See, that. That's that's like to say that's the same thing that happened with um the homie from the World Baseball Classic, uh, Randy Azarel. It's like, no, you know that's Randy Jenkins. Like, stop playing. Stop yeah, playing. right. That's a black <laughs> man. It was like, oh no, like he's Cuban. I saw two pictures of that man. That man had locks, and he had a curly fro. Yeah. That's a black man. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, I, I think that again. It always comes down to organization. If you have that, that's half the battle. And, you know, we go from there. Um, I guess that's, that's all you have for two of them. I, I did want to give um, just one quick uh, shout out because, again, we already talked about uh, Shea Butter and what they were able to do with, um, with the GoFundMe. And shout out to just, you know, the Woso community and beyond for just coming through in that because that was just absolutely insane. Also, um, um, this the past couple of days, um, again, Shea Butter member Nubia carried out the Gotham um, torch on pregame on Sunday. Um, the uh, the MLS All Star kits uh, came out. We are our home mm-hmm. our homegirl Maya. She was out there front and center uh, with the modeling. I'm like, yo, like again, Shea Butter. This has like been this a week of all weeks. So again. They're like the biggest up in the world. Um, one last note. Uh, again, I was out all last week. You know, shout out to everybody in Richmond. You know, I love being, I love being back home more than I used to. And I see the growth that Richmond's making. Still ain't got, still ain't got no new black shit, which annoys me to no end. But I see the growth. I see the growth. Yeah. Um. Um, I was also um, down in uh, North Carolina, my hometown, Kinston, North Carolina, for my family reunion. I used to talk about this a whole lot um, um, in past episodes, but again, look after your people. Take care of your people. Um, Probably about to go through some changes right now with my grandma. And, you know, it's, it's a little scary and intimidating, but you know, that's granny. I, I I would do anything for her. So, um, yeah, I, I'm again like the the family came came together, and you know, we're hope, hoping that we can um, get her down here pretty soon because she she's not doing too well on her own anymore. So, yeah. looking forward to um, to that um, probably by the end of the summer. But um, again. Never too much, you know. Just you know, call your people, whether it's a homie or or family, and just say, "Hey, doing all right." Like I, I, I had to do that uh, the other day with uh, with Ty because I hadn't heard from him in a minute. I was like, "Hey, yo, you good?" And you know, it took it took him a minute all day to hit me back, but it happened again. Those little things, you know, 
matter at the end of the day. So again, just take, you know, just check on your people, look on, look after your people, love on your people. It goes a long way. But um, that's all I got. I know, like for 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 it to be only two people this week, we definitely talked a long ass time. Um, but I'm glad it. Hopefully, y'all st- stuck with us the whole time. Look forward to more coming this week with the Gold Cup, um, whatever else that comes from MLS and yeah. USL. Um, of course, make sure you listen to Walking Nine to get the best out of League One action. Um, Shea Butter again. It's about, it's about to get so real with them right now. Uh, Dreaming of Freedom. They just changed up their their formats a little bit. So check out what they're doing. I know they just had um, Coach Stacy on um, this past week. Two cents leading the way. Um, who, who, who else are we missing? Now? Like, I, feel, I feel like every time I, I try I try to do this breakdown, I always end up leaving somebody else. Like I did with, <laughs> with the Juneteenth flyer. But we ain't gonna talk about that. But uh, but yeah, of course. In the meantime, the conversation continues on the socials at FTC, UTD, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, FTC UTD Pod on TikTok. Again, the pride shirts are still up at FTCUTD.com forward slash shop. Get your name sets as well. Uh, shout out to um, Black Diamonds. Uh, I ain't forget about y'all. Got a New Jersey project that we're a part of. So if you got, if you order for them and you want your name sets, get at us. We got you. But, um, until also, next week. Guatemala has a black man on their team. They should, I think. No, so like, there's, there's, there's more black people in Central America than people think. But yeah, like I said, tomorrow, Jamaica, Trinidad. Like I said, we'll, we'll holler at that. Until then, coach is real. Coach is everywhere. Yo, it's, it's summertime, y'all. I love Atlanta. I'll see y'all soon. And we out. FTC. You, T, D.